climb aboard the Paranormal Express and take wild journeys into the unknown where you can listen to our spooky paranormal shows. Between our stops, we provide you with the, only the very best indie music for your listening enjoyment. Our stops include Journey Through the Paranormal Gate, Dr. J, The Mallard Report, Swamp Gas, Noble Boomy Inside the Goblin Universe, Paranormal Heart, 222 Paranormal, and Inside the Jackal's Head. Trains run 24-7 through the Black Swamp Digital Radio Station, and you can catch the Paranormal Express at blackswampradio.net. Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back to Paranormal Heart. Before we start, Boo and I would like to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, or whatever you celebrate this time of year. And we're sending you all great respect and much love. And we'd also like to dedicate this episode to my friend Ricky Lee. Soar high with the Eagles, my friend. Don't forget to listen to Paranormal Heart on Podbean on the last Sunday of every month, Black Swamp Digital Radio each Friday night, Conflict Radio on YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, and TuneIn. So in episode 13, we'll be touching on various traditions and myths this time of year, and some are known, some are not. Tonight, to help me discuss this, I have not one, but two guests. They're cousins, as well as co-hosts to a show I've been listening to for a few years now. They bring a Christian perspective to the paranormal. So let's get started. Please welcome co-hosts of Paratruth Radio and my friends, Justin and Eric with a K. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Oh, thanks. <laughs> now, Something that he's now, just started with the new podcast. I know, and I love it. <laughs> now, I didn't introduce you with your last names because I'm going to be honest, I can never remember how to pronounce Eric's last name. So that is if you, quite all right. <laughs> if you guys don't mind just kind of giving us a little uh, introduction and tell us what you do and, and uh, let us know how to pronounce your last names. <laughs> Eric, take it away. <laughs> well, okay, so my last name is Skirback. That is the first time in 10 years that I've ever said my last name on radio. On radio. Really? <laughs> yes. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually keep my last name, a lot of myself, away from the radio quite a bit uh, for, for a number of reasons, mostly career-wise. But uh, as for what I do... Uh, well, I'm a host for two radio shows. One is Paranormal, uh, Paratruth Radio in particular. Justin and I have been doing that for about 10 years, I think, right, Justin? Well, Paratruth has been Paratruth. four years. 
Like well, yeah, but we've been podcasting in general. Yeah, general, it's almost it's 10 been years. about 10 years. So we've been in podcasting for a long time. Uh, I have another podcast as well called All the Hats. It's a podcast mm-hmm. about filmmaking and industry. Uh, that one's very, very new. Uh, it's only been up for about a month and a half now, I think. Uh, aside from that, I work in the film and television industry, uh, mainly in reality television. And then I do a lot of uh, side producing as well uh, on uh, creative works, uh, basically just narrative stuff, uh, currently a web series, a couple different like TV shows and movie type stuff. Um, and that's pretty much me in a nutshell. You're a busy lad. I tried to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as Eric said, we've been doing this for 10 years, you know, going through the different shows that we've done and the the current incarnation of paratruth radio uh i was given a show called beyond reason and that's specifically more so the mainstream side of the paranormal where eric and i talk about the the paranormal from both sides christian and the mainstream and it's something that uh you know i was doing a few years ago uh because Eric and I had split, oh, what was it, a year and a half in Tonight Stalkers? Two years? Uh, yeah, something like that. It was right around 2012, 2013. So that was, you know, I don't know. That, that's too much thinking. <laughs> Somewhere in it. <laughs> Anyways, I, the, main, the, the biggest reason I had left Night Stalkers was I, I was kind of fed up with the one network we were on. Um, I, a friend of mine had started a different network, so I switched over. So Eric, uh, killed Night Stalkers literally (laughs) and turned, uh, into Forgotten Truth Radio. And once he was done with that, we both had kind of taken a, a sabbatical, I guess, from podcasting. And when we came up with Paratruth Radio, uh, it was kind of a melding of both old names of the podcasts that we had had individually, but also to paranormal truth is kind of how it falls as well. And since then I've become a writer. I've got the two podcasts. Um, and, and it's hard to juggle all of those things like Eric's podcast, all the hats. I'm sure it's hard to balance all those hats on that <laughs> head of yours there. <laughs> yeah. And you both know, I love all your shows and Justin love your books. <clears throat> Book two. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. Just I'm saying. <laughs> What's the name of your, your first book? So everyone can check it out. The it's going to it's actually a series. Uh, the legendary creature project. The Griffin is book one. Uh, book two is going to be called The Worm. And it's following the story of Dr. York Hemshine, who is trying to bring back legendary creatures to the world through human genetic manipulation. It's a great book, folks. You guys, you have to look you have to look for it. You just do. And Eric, you've been uh, working on uh, movies, I believe? Yeah. Um, well, I'm currently actually 
uh, editing a web series that are produced out in Los Angeles uh, where we only filmed three episodes and they're the first three that we're going to be uh, releasing on YouTube, hopefully by summer, by around May or June, uh, to kind of hopefully find funding and also build our uh, our viewership, our fan base and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually a comedy about a couple of gamers, uh, two of which are really not gamers at all, but join forces with a very professional, one would say the world's best gamer, uh, to create a new team that would rival the five-year champions. Uh, And it's a really fun, uh, intricate story between three people who really have nothing in common minus uh, the whole gaming industry. So it's really a fun and exciting series. Hmm. Sounds interesting. I can't wait to, to see it. I can't believe Paratruth has only been around for four years. Yes. I swear I've been yeah. listening to it longer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's kind well, of Well, the funny. one thing I found that was fascinating was David Scott just uh, celebrated four years with Space Out Radio. Yeah, that's right. Well. Good old Dave. Sporting the beard. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of neat. Four years, great. So it's been a long, long four years. I mean, we've covered <laughs> a lot of different stuff. You guys, yeah, you guys have been really busy, personal and, and, and podcast and, and everything else. It's hard sometimes when when you're doing this to come up with pertinent topics that have been. Pardon the pun, talked to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. So tonight I thought, since it is Christmas time, and you guys have a podcast with a Christian point of view, I thought it would be great to have you guys on and start talking about various traditions this time of year, and uh, myths and legends, and um, like I said in the intro, some of them are known and some of them aren't all that known. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually just got done recording as of this this recording now, uh, talking about one of the ones that not not, ugh, not many people talk about, um, and that's telling ghost stories during the Christmas season. Yeah, that's. I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah, I. Um, it's something I've known for a long time, but a lot of people, other than hearing it in that Christmas song, people don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Eric had referenced this a couple times during the episode. I mean, the only story you hear about today is a Christmas carol. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to, we were thinking about doing an episode researching some of the other stories that had come out from that, that time period where they were following that tradition. And Eric, like he broke down the story so much that it was like, holy crap, it, it makes so much sense after <laughs> after he broke it down um, <laughs> about, you know, just somebody being transformed. And, and like, for example, the. I'll, I'll have you take this because you were talking about the. Ghost of Christmas future, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so. 
I can't remember exactly what Justin brought up that got us talking about the ghost of. Uh, I had asked about: Do you think that ghosts can come from the future mm. to to talk to us? That's right. So, it that's something that I felt like one could look at it from two perspectives: one to be paranormal, uh, but the other, I think, which also coincides with the paranormal, is science, and that is the idea of space and time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my research and understanding, spirits, ghosts, God. Uh, they don't live within a space or time. They live outside of it. And therefore, if something is coming from the future, they're probably also from the past and possibly from our present. Uh, and God is a great example of that because in the Bible, it's clear that he is of the past, the present, and the future. He was there when we were little and is still there now. He's there for us in the future, all while remaining in our present time. He's everywhere at once. And so to say that a spirit that is of the future is only of the future uh, – just doesn't really make sense. It, it's probably a spirit that can be play in any role uh, whatsoever. Um, but beyond that, like just the idea of the, for the story, the idea of the spirit of future past, um, we we were talking about it, and and I mentioned that I don't think really the story itself is about the ghosts uh, that we're seeing on on the TV or in the story. Uh, it's not about this ghost of spirit of future past or this ghost of the past or the ghost of present. It's about the events that are being played within those moments. Uh, the ghost isn't the thing that's leading Scrooge around. It's actually the events that he's leading Scrooge to, uh, the illness of, of, uh, tiny Tim. That's a, a, a ghost of the future. His death is a ghost of the future. And the reason it's a ghost of he's a ghost of future past, this particular ghost, is because he's leading him to a future that could become a ghost of his past at some point down the line. Uh, and so it's important to realize that a story like A Christmas Carol isn't a story to try to scare people or get them to believe in ghosts. It's to get them to make sense of their current situation and what they can do now to change a horrible future. Uh, and maybe secure a, a, a good, strong life uh, that they can be proud of in the end. Sounds like you did lots of research on that. Uh, we'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that just came off, off the top of his head. It did, yeah. But it makes a lot of sense. And it does. Being in, in the film industry, I'm sure that's how you were able to analyze it so much easier that way. I don't think I've been able. I would have been able to analyze it quite as well as Eric. <laughs> well, it, um, I was just talking to uh, one of Shelley's family members, and talk, we were talking about how you can kind of predict TV shows and stuff. And in a sense, that's kind of what he's doing. Breaking down that part of the story is you can see what the story what the storyteller was trying to represent and and bring forth in that and i i think that's a really good interpretation of it agreed so while i was looking into various myths and um things like that for this time of year i came across something that i've never heard of and maybe you guys have it's called la la befana la befana if i'm pronouncing it right um, yes. Holiday Witch of Italy. Yep. Um, actually, just go being in Sicily not too long ago, um, the one of 
Shelley's co-workers wanted us to pick up a puppet of of it. And we actually, Eric and I had talked about Lava Fauna on last year's Christmas episode with all the different creatures and legends from Christmas. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up, because I knew you were recently in uh, Sicily, and I figured you would have heard of it. Uh, unfortunately, not many people talk about those legends there anymore. And more specifically, we, we were talking to the tour guide, who's a friend of ours, um, in Sicily and Italy, the Christmas is governed um, by the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and they do not allow any selling um, of of Christmas. I'll call it paraphernalia, like no ornaments, nothing of of Christmas until December. Same thing for playing music. Nothing associated with Christmas can be done until that season, until I, that, that month of I December. really wish that North America would follow that too because, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, here in Canada, growing up, you know, it it started out, you know, December 1st. You would start seeing decorations and Christmas music and everything. It pretty much starts in, <laughs> on New Year's Day pretty much now. I mean, it's it's getting to be that. It's just getting to be really ridiculous how early they start. It's too commercialized. Yeah. yeah. That, and I think Eric and I both hate the commercialism mm-hmm. of Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have Christmas stuff coming out like before Halloween, that's <laughs> all right at the same time. I know. It's really bad. Together. <laughs> yeah. In, in my opinion, if you want to start it before December, it should be after November 11th for Remembrance Day, just so we can remember our uh, brave men and women who have served in the past and who currently serve. Well, that's my opinion. But, yeah, it, it should be. They, they should wait till December 1st. Well, I mean, here in the States, it it's traditionally you, you should be not doing it until the day after Thanksgiving. But that has turned into Black Friday shopping and <laughs> Killing each other to get the best deals for Christmas presents. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Christmas as long as it, like Thanksgiving I, is when it's okay for all the Christmas stuff to start happening. I'm completely cool with that. But anything before Thanksgiving, that's, yeah, that's a problem. It wouldn't go well here in Canada because Thanksgiving is in October. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, yeah, for you guys. <laughs> yeah, but for you guys, yeah. So what other, um, one that kind of intrigued me too was time traveling ghosts at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. What are you guys' thoughts? Kind of what we kind of talked about exactly. with the Christmas care. Yeah, but I've, I've read different things. I've heard of the Christmas Carol one, but I have also heard of just... Because I used to always think it was just a Christmas carol thing. But it, the more that I read, the more it seems to be more common in... Um, oh, where was it that I read about it? My mind is is drawing a blank. 
I think it was someplace over in Europe that, you know, I had this written down and I can't seem to find it. But have you guys ever? <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't, you, don't you tisk me. <laughs> so have you guys heard of any other time traveling ghosts other than the ones from the Christmas Carol? Um, none that I can think of. I mean, the, I have heard tales of um, abductee type of, of activity happening around Christmas time, mm -hmm. uh, not in the in the not so distant past, um, late eighteen hundreds, even early nineteen hundreds. So, in a sense, those those things could have been interpreted as time traveling ghosts in a sense because it was technology that they didn't really understand so they're like oh my god it's they're from the future and they're spirits but um nothing where it would be like a time traveling ghost or anything like that what about you eric uh, i can't say i have it like anything outside of a christmas carol honestly um and i haven't honestly i haven't done the research or tried to do the research because it's never really crossed my mind. Like, are there other time traveling ghosts? Um, well, it also falls that falls down to as well, your beliefs in time tra travel in general too. Yeah. But I think like, like if you're thinking of ghosts or like the spiritual realm, it's much easier to comprehend the idea of time travel well, as opposed to yeah, humanity, you know, yeah. not that I don't believe in human time travel. I just don't believe in it yet, <laughs> fully. <laughs> but in the future, so you have to time travel to to know that it's real. One day, maybe. But there, there's people out there who believe time travel is a thing now. Nah. Uh -uh. Well, Make we have leave. we have people who claim that they have come. They're they're staying with us now, and that they're from the future. So who knows? Liars. Yeah, <laughs> they may not know they're liars, but they're liars. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too much in the sauce. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas uh, eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> so, could you imagine I... the stories that people could could tell today? <laughs> being drunk on eggnog, and they're like, "Yeah, I was abducted. I got the anal probes and everything." <laughs> I love the accent. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever heard of black peter <laughs> yes 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 we I did have, a show on black peter i uh, yes about a year ago i think i think yeah i think it was with our our with the la bufana yep and that was the first time that i heard of it was on your show because i had obviously heard of krampus who hasn't heard of krampus who's into mm -hmm. the paranormal but i found it interesting that black peter not as mean as Krampus, but tell tell us what you've you found. Uh, or do Eric, you do you remember a whole lot about it? Because <clears throat> do I remember? I <laughs> well, that's why I asked. Your memory is better than mine is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. It's interesting because like. You would think with all the research that Justin and I do on these shows and for all as many shows that we've done over the last 10 years on various uh, – with various pro programming, uh, we should just know all this stuff right off the top of our head. And people ask us questions like in person sometimes. Like what do you – what is such and such or what do you think about this or that? And I'm like, to be honest with you, I have no idea. 
I've got a radio show about it. You can get all the information there. Let me point you in that direction. But I, I can't tell you off the top of my head because I don't retain information like that. Uh, it's kind of here, that? you know. It, yeah, you know, it's like I have it for that episode, mm-hmm. and I've got like cues in front of me to help me remember. Yep. But once that episode's gone, everything's kind of just slowly whittles away until the next episode when I have a whole new thing of information to to think about. So for yeah, well. Go ahead. I was just going to say, ed- educate us a little bit because I'm having a hard time that. remembering the, the legends. So apparently he's from the Netherlands and he joins Santa, the jolly old elf himself, on a boat from Spain where they live instead of the North Pole. And they ins- he assists in distributing goodies to nice children. But he's also, apparently he used to be a devil and he was conquered and now he's forced to help Santa. Does that mm-hmm. sound a little... No. Uh... The, the thing with that, like, so Black Peter is, I think he's kind of somewhat, of, I mean, obviously it goes back a while, a while, but he's kind of a modern take because the whole idea of the devil thing, uh, there are quite a bit artistic renderings of Santa traveling around with a small demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually something Justin, you and I talked about, I think it was our first Christmas episode for Night Stalkers way back when, uh, when we were comparing Santa and Krampus. Uh, yeah. and the, the demon used to walk around and was kind of, in a way he was Santa's right hand man, but he was also kind of the, kind of like Krampus in a way, uh, only instead of showing up on the night before Christmas, uh, he would just come into the room with Santa and he'd be the one to leave the coals or to whack kids with, uh, sticks and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and basically beat them, uh, for, for, for their, for their bad deeds. Uh, while Santa would go around and give the goodies to uh, to the good kids. Justin, do you have any thoughts? Uh, well, I, it, it could honestly be that Krampus and Black Pete are the same thing. Just two different regions came up with a similar story. That's a possibility. Maybe some uh, some location we're trying to tone it down a little bit for not to scare the kids as much. Who Who knows? Right. Well, and I, I mean, there there are so many legends that have surpassed different countries and even different continents. And to me, Black Pete was was one of those where it was similar enough to Krampus to make it seem that maybe it was the same tradition, just a different character in um, in the respect that, like you said, they they did tone it down Um Krampus, I mean, was so devilish, in fact, that he used to even eat children, yep. naughty children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, I can't remember when the first time I heard about Krampus and I thought that's kind of disturbing. Uh, yeah. I wonder, if, do you know how they came up with the Krampus? Was it do you think it was to make little kids, boys and girls behave? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like most uh, Oh yeah, like yeah, like most uh, folklores or tales that that were told, they're always uh, a way to kind of get kids to behave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're telling a kid, especially back in the day when he was created, you know, today obviously there's like social media, and most kids don't even believe in Santa Claus by the time they're like five, <laughs> which is horribly sad. Um, <laughs> but like, if you're gonna gonna tell a kid that there's that if they're not good, that there's this devil who's gonna come around and either a 
leave them cold, B, beat them with an iron rod, or C, devour them, mm-hmm. and that's it, you know, yeah. eat them, you're going to be good, you know, <laughs> uh, especially when you don't have any sources that tell you otherwise. I mean, back, back when uh, Krampus was first created uh, as folklore, no one is really much the wiser. You know, it was, it was something that took took root. As with much folklore, uh, the werewolf vampires, they're both huge still nowadays. And those are folklore uh, tales that just kind of popped up and took root. You know, once something takes root, that's it. Yeah. Hard to get rid of an idea once it's out there. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever come across anything other like for for magic snowmen other than frosty i had someone ask me this the other day and i was trying to research it and i can't find anything other than frosty magic snowmen i mean Um, other than the most recent horror movie jack frost i mean it's not super recent a couple years now but mm -hmm. other other legends um No, I can't think of any. <clears throat> yeah, I was pretty yeah. stumped too. Yeah. Hmm. I know you guys are pretty good at uh, finding things out, and uh, I thought I'd mention that because, like I said, a friend asked, and I said, you know, I've never really thought of that before. Tried to find some information and can't find it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I think Frosty's pretty much like really the only one that I know of offhand uh, that's considered magical, other than like the number of spoofs uh, for kids' oh, stories and stuff. Yeah. Now, the only time, as far as I know, Frosty kind of goes back to the 1950s. Do you know if they went further than that? No, it was just a story that was invented, at that specific story, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but even just kind of looking right now, it's mostly all Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. There's no reference, unless you think about the Abominable Snowman and mm-hmm. that legend. I wonder if that's where they got the idea from. Possibly. And I wonder how much time until uh, there's going to be a Mrs. Snowman, you know, with the way the world's getting crazy. <laughs> well, did you ever see the sequel to Frosty the Snowman, the cartoon? No. Mm. He does get married. Does he really? <laughs> he yeah. sure does. See, I could write this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're just connected to the the uh, universal consciousness, that's all. <laughs> like a Borg. <laughs> <laughs> so what other uh, myths... Legends, entities have you heard of that's mystical for this time of year? Hmm. There well, was the Christmas giant or giant. Do you remember? Giant. You don't remember her? I don't know. I don't remember <clears throat> her. Um, oh, goodness. What was her name? Um, I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Uh, 
Well, we'll come back to that. Uh, the Christmas Cat of Iceland. Ah, yes, we did talk about that one. I remember the Christmas Cat. Christmas Cat. Christmas Cat. Uh, Yola Koturin. I'm probably butchering that name. <laughs> but, I probably did better uh, than I would have. It was it was a giant cat that um, would would come around Christmas time and drag away, kind of kind of like the all the other legends, drag away the, the bad kids or even bad people, um, and, and eat them. And I believe this was the pet of the giant that I'm talking about. Um, Gorilla, right? Gorilla? Gorilla? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Was that Norse? Gorilla? Yeah. Uh, It's an Icelandic legend, so yeah, I think Norse. Iceland, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Gorilla, the, the Yule Lads, and however you pronounce the Christmas cat's name, they were all kind of like this family. And then at one point in the legend, Grilla um, or Gryla, she would have the Yule Lads, which were her sons, go and um, punish the bad kids. But it, it got to the point where she told them that she couldn't that they couldn't eat them or, or harm them anyway. It, it came down to leaving the, the coal or um, something that was not as much a, a treat as what Santa Claus left. So it was interesting to see that that story actually um, it evolved over time. With all these... Um legends there seems to be a theme here of devouring children and <laughs> that's right yeah and I, well, you gotta have to wonder like why that is though too you know like why is it that all these creatures are devouring is it simply a fear tactic hmm. uh to help get kids you know on the right path if you will or is it kind of uh i guess interpreting or shedding new light on the idea of what kids often do around these times and that's devour candy and cookies like crazy and they're kind of you know linking the two together like hey this is you're being a glutton so here's something that's going to take revenge on you for such a thing maybe Uh, that could be i i honestly think it was it was more of a fear factor type deal because like what is what is more fearsome than death itself you're right. You know, when I have kids, I'm going to scare them by telling them if they're not good, I'm going to eat them. <laughs> so you're going to be like, I'm going to uh, show them Zeus's the frying dad. pan and show them a frying pan. And then when I'm cooking up meat, I'll be like, this was a little kid next door. They're like, there is no kid next door. I know no. they're right in this frying pan. <laughs> not anymore. You better behave. Do you, do you know the, the legend of Zeus's dad? Of Zeus's head? Of, yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> he, he <clears throat> had birthed, uh, the t- the the gods and he was eating them because he heard a legend or a, a prophecy that one of his children were going to um, take his throne. 
so he was eating them all. <laughs> and when it came down to Zeus, Zeus's mother wrapped a stone in, in a swaddling um, and, and fed it to Zeus, to Kronos. And that's how the legend came to pass that Zeus killed Kronos and took over or entrapped him. I can't remember where the legend goes, but I've heard both. Now, now that you say that, you kind of remind me of Kronos. Oh, well. <laughs> I've told my children when they were a lot older, of course, you know, like teenagers, that now I know why some species eat their young. <laughs> and they, they just kind of look at me. <laughs> Such a bad idea. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> the thought of it. Ugh. Yeah. So another another legend. I'm I'm actually has gotten to the list that we actually did yeah. during that time. Uh, Bell Snickle, who is kind of like this uh, Santa Claus looking character. He he carried a whip with him and whipped the bad children or gave them candy as a reward. Um, he is, is technically the St. Nicholas of Germany. Uh, well, past Germany, I guess I should say. And it's interesting because it's like, it is scary, but it almost makes you wonder if that's where the whip of the Santa Claus that we come today, where he drives the sleigh and, oh. and the reindeer with yeah. came from. That's interesting. Never thought of that. You guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, what was another one that you had? Um, well, Han, Hans Trap offhand. Uh, Hans Trap is another one that was a little different. Uh, he he was kind of a anti Santa type of deal, um, but legend says that he was actually based off of a real man who is rich and greedy, uh, and considered evil, and apparently worshipped Satan, uh, and as such was excommunicated by, uh, from the Catholic Church. And so as he was exiled into the forest, uh, he decided to start preying upon children disguised as a scarecrow. Uh, he often had straw jutting out of his clothing and stuff. Uh, and one day, as legend goes, he was about to eat a boy who he had captured, but when he did, he was suddenly struck by lightning and killed uh, as a punishment by God himself. And so the legend continues by saying that his spirit, uh, the spirit of Hans Trapp, still shows up, um, I don't know if it's on Christmas or if it's Christmas Eve or something like that, to visit young children dressed as a scarecrow and simply try to scare them into good behavior. I don't think I've ever heard that one. The well, this was, yeah, this is actually one that was rather new to us too. when when we first uh, had researched it and it's actually a legend that comes out of like the Lorraine and uh, I think it's Alsace. I can't remember. I don't know how to pronounce the, the, the name of the city, uh, but two regions of France. Hmm. If the name Hans didn't tell anyone that <laughs> Hans is a French name. Uh, really? Or it could be linked to German, too. Could be. Could be. Hans Trapp. Hmm. The Christmas well, Scarecrow. Could write a movie about uh, um, that. Cat, I'm going <laughs> to send you this one to pronounce, because you, you know your French way more than I do. Um, but 
this gentleman, and I'll have you pronounce his name. Where? I don't see that. In, in Skype. Oh, in Skype. Okay. Oh. Uh, let me get back to here. Ah. Oh. Pat Fuetar. Pat is father, and Fuetar would be um, the name. Well, the translation that it shows is Father Whipper. Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> How did I miss that? Because <laughs> un fouet is a whip. So it's, it's kind of a similar story to Han's trap, but the legend differs that St. Nicholas saved the, the children that were going to be eaten and made him a servant of his own. By, by taking him away so that the children couldn't be eaten and butchered. Yeah, I've never heard of that one before. And that's from France? That is from France. It's really interesting how various countries have different names and have their own little spin on it, but they're all, they all seem to be pretty much the same person. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that pretty much all legends come from Europe. <laughs> Why does America not have any? Like, does because Canada we are have a young country? country. <laughs> so we should make that. That's our next. That's our goal for the month, Justin. We're going to create a legend, an American-based legend. For for Christmas. For Christmas. For Christmas. And in general, for Christmas and in general. <laughs> but for Christmas in particular. Well, I mean, we had came up with the idea of making up our own cryptid and seeing how far it went. Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, it's because that, that's how legends start. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty much. It really is. We were curious, like, if we can create, and it was kind of based off the idea of um, uh, Slender Man, like mm -hmm. how he yep. became so popular, that story became so popular so fast. And, uh, and something story. as simple as a small story on some website, you know, catches hold, and next thing you know, you've got movies and children unfortunately trying to kill other children it's sad but it it's kind of uh this idea of mass hysteria you know when people see something maybe they find it interesting or maybe they just find it scary and maybe they don't have any type of evil intent when they start sharing it but eventually somewhere down the line this one myth grasps hold and again takes roots and becomes some sort of truth or has some sort of truth written within it uh and people tend to hold on to that one little bit more so than the rest of it and it takes shape and becomes something way beyond what the original author intended and I, Justin and I were talking about it and we're actually really curious as to how long it would take to actually like not not to create something but how long it would take for it to grab hold and take its own roots uh, within society especially with the internet being so popular obviously uh, we, we can create possibly a story that is very different from anything that's ever been told and it could spread throughout the entire world within a matter of you know a few hours really yeah and see if it's something you know later on or it's like oh this is a real story blah 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 blah, blah and then see if people really start to believe it and i mean people will <laughs> there's always people out there gullible enough yes. and i think that's the real problem with a lot of these these legends that become a reality is the gullibility of humanity Mm -hmm. Sort of a social experiment. Right. Exactly.
Yeah. You, you guys should really do that. I'd be curious to see how far that goes. <laughs> Who knows? You might get your own movie. We might. We might also cause people to do horrible things. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's kind of scary. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> we, we wouldn't want to be responsible for that. Right. Okay, guys. Well, we're at the end here. Um, so before we go, why don't you tell everyone where you can be found and what you're, what you're doing and maybe Justin, you can start with that. All right. Well, you can find Paratruth Radio at paratruthradio.com and you can find us on pretty much anywhere great podcasts are heard. We're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn. Uh, we mainly... Uh, upload on speaker but it disseminates to all those different areas we are a part of conflict radio like you are mm -hmm. um and um <clears throat> um you can find beyond reason at beyondreason.net as well as all those locations as well um and lastly if you are interested in the books um good go to justincancellary.com I'm sure Kat will be gladly to actually spell that out in the show notes for you because it's a really long last name. <laughs> um, but you can also find some of my short stories there, I think. Um, and as soon as the new book is out, I'm and I'm also coming out with the second edition of the first book, you can find those there as well. Awesome. Uh, and as, as for me, uh, well, Justin pretty much said the one show already. So I guess the only one left is all the hats. Uh, if you're interested in like filmmaking, filmmaking or how the film industry works, uh, then you could, should check out all the hats and you can find us pretty also pretty much on like any website that you can listen to, to podcasts on minus iHeartRadio. Uh, I have not uploaded to iHeart yet. Uh, but yeah, pretty much find us anywhere. And if you're more interested in the type of work I do, then you can check out my website, uh, which is just ericskerback.com. Uh, it's actually really easy to find because my name is very much Google sensitive. So <laughs> <laughs> nobody has my name. Very few. So, yeah. Um, do you still have the revealed up there and everything? Uh, yeah, I still have. I have all of my films up there or most of my films up there. Uh, I don't have a bloody film yet because of the copyright issue that I had. So it, it got erased and I haven't had a chance to re-upload. Mm -hmm. uh, but that'll be up this week again. You mean you have our old movie that we did together about street fighting? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I don't have that. But I do have it on this hard drive. I have to see that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was the early days of filmmaking, okay? <laughs> That was when I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> That's awesome. The yeah, one like, that you did of the the still clips to um, Marilyn Manson's um, vampire song. I can't remember yeah. the title of it. Mm -hmm. So that that was pretty good. You got you got to show me these. <laughs> All right, <laughs> serious. <laughs> No, you like like I told you guys before. I love your shows, um, the paranormal ones, for obvious reasons. But your new one, Eric, um, not paranormal related at all. And I thought, yeah, I'm gonna give it a listen. And I, and I've told you before, I really enjoy it because it gives you a different perspective. Like for someone like me who doesn't know behind the scenes of filmmaking, whether it's the big screen or just you know television, uh, it gives you a whole different perspective and appreciation of what goes on behind the scenes. 
And I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Well, Eric and James were actually my podcasters of the month on Beyond Reason. And you were my first one as well. I was. I was so lucky and I was so honored. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you very much, you two. Have a very Merry Christmas and a safe New Year. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Alrighty. And Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you. Or like we say up here, Joyeux Noël. Whatever you just said. Yeah, you say second that. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions or comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to PurplePlanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 